What's up, guys? This is the Friday morning None of Your Business podcast. So today we got Carolyn Ivers. She is a life coach to help people who are in relationships with people in addiction and alcoholism. You know, we talk about the struggles. We talk about how to deal with it, self-care, habits, um, and what your solutions are. You know, Carolyn, she can help you in this field if you or somebody who needs it. Um, you know, I had really good time chatting with her. Um, I learned a lot. It was cool to relate to her. I deal with this problem even though I am an addict. Um, anyways, I hope you guys enjoy All right, so welcome to the None of Your Business podcast. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. So who are you? What do you do? I'm Carolyn Ivers, and I'm a life coach, and I work with partners of those who struggle with addictive behaviors. Okay, so tell me more about that. How did you get into that? Well... (laughs) Um, I was in a relationship with someone who struggled with addiction and, um, there are times where it's really, really stressful. So in one of those moments of extreme stress, (laughs) I decided that I needed help, um, just for myself. So, you know, I wanted him to go to treatment and be committed to his recovery. And I realized, well, if I want him to do that, then I probably should do that on my end, like take care of myself and do something for me as well. So I hired a life coach who specialized in working with friends and family of uh, those who struggle with addiction. Um, And I found that to be incredibly helpful in um, learning a lot of things, but mainly how to calm down, (laughs) first of all, Um, because a lot of times it's just, it can feel like sheer panic all the time, just a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry. And so the first thing is learning how to um, create peace in your life and also a lot of communication skills. So, you know, it's no fun to be nagging them to go to treatment all the time and all this stuff. So, but how do you communicate how you're feeling and how do you communicate your concerns in a helpful way that's not confrontational, that's not shaming your partner in any way. So I found that to be very, very helpful. And also learning how to create boundaries, which um, for many folks who are in relationships like this, we did not learn how to set boundaries early in life. So this is a new skill. So, yeah. Um, And then as far as me deciding that I wanted to be a life coach, um, this happened in one of my sessions with my life coach. I was talking about my career and all that. And we were talking about, you know, what am I good at? What are my natural gifts and skills? And she was like, you know, you would be a great life coach. (laughs) 
And I said, of course you're saying that. (laughs) You just want me to be a life coach too. Um, But at first, like I really resisted the idea of being in this niche of um, working with partners of those who struggle with addiction. I wasn't sure that I wanted that to be like my thing from now on. Um, Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I started connecting with other people um, in relationships like mine and everyone is like struggling with the same things and there's just so much help needed. And so I found myself naturally having conversations like this and helping people through their (laughs) issues and coaching. So um, here I am and it's incredibly fulfilling and super exciting and i love it yeah for sure that's awesome how long have you been doing that for being a life coach um just within the last year okay started this journey yep right i uh i can relate um you know i i date people who have an addiction issue and like me myself i struggle with alcoholism and drug addiction um well i have in the past but i'm I'm a recovering alcoholic and drug addict also, um, you know, I'm in recovery for my partners or, you know, like my dad is a practicing alcoholic and like I'm codependent a lot. So, uh, I like that. I like, not like that, but I like that you're doing that. And like, I'm, you know, starting to be a, a like a holistic sobriety lifestyle coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to, like, I understand, like, do I want to be in that niche? Right. Do I, should I make money off this? And I had a whole bunch of controversies. So, like, what are three tips that you can, somebody, like, reaching out for help, that they don't know where to start, like, somebody, like, their partner is a full-blown addiction, and they just don't know what to do. What are three tips that you can give them? First of all, um, definitely reach out for help. There are a lot of groups that exist. Um, I think my favorite would be um, Smart Recovery. And Smart Recovery has programs for the person struggling with addiction and for friends and family. So if you go on their website, you can find meetings for friends and family. And The reason I like SMART in particular is because it focuses on personal responsibility and us as the partner of the one struggling. We have all of our focus on them, right? Because they are the one with the problem, (laughs) or so we think. (laughs) Um, It's the obvious thing to blame, right? Um, that is the thing creating all of this stress and that is the thing ruining both of our lives. And, um, we don't see how much choice we have in our own happiness and how much choice we have in our own suffering. So that's kind of like, um, just to think about that. If you're, if you have a choice in choosing happiness in your life, it works both ways, positive mm-hmm. and negative. Yeah. So you can all, you're also choosing suffering at times in your life. So the first thing, reach out for help for sure. 
Second thing, which you will also learn in <laughs> groups like this, is you got to bring the focus back on yourself. And um, it would be cultivating peace, I think. Learning how to breathe, learning how to pause and reflect and accept that not everything is an emergency. It might feel like the world is going to end at any moment, but if you really sit and observe your thoughts, your thoughts are what's creating all of this urgency and emergency. So if you can learn to manage your thoughts, you'll be in such a better place to help your partner. I like that. And, you know, I can really a lot. Like, I got a pause button. <laughs> Tattoo. Tattoo. Whatever, nice. you can see it. Yeah, because I have to remember to pause mm -hmm. and really see what the problem is. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, and I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks like that. It's literally everyone I talk to who's in a relationship like this, um, even the people that struggle with addictive behaviors, this is like how we think. It's like anxiety, worry. And really, this is what I believe is at the core of addiction and really anything, is not being able to process your own emotions. Mm -hmm. So what using drugs and alcohol and sex and sugar and any other thing we do like that, that's buffering. It's like we feel an emotion, we have thoughts, it makes us feel an emotion that's really uncomfortable and we want to escape it. We want to choose, get our mind off of it and do something else. So for some of us who haven't learned how to process our emotions in a healthy way, we think, oh, I know what will fix it. Drinking will make me feel better. Right. Drugs will make me feel better. I know that will make me feel better. Even though in the long run, it's, you know, maybe really awful for you. Same with someone who struggles with food. I know a cake will make me feel better. <laughs> right. That instant gratification. Yes. So um, at the root of all of this is learning how to process your own emotions. Right on. So, like, how would you begin to, like, be self-aware to process your emotions? I think for a lot of people, um, just getting out of your own head is helpful. So when you notice that you're having an emotional reaction to something, um, you can journal. You can find someone safe to talk to about it. And by safe, I mean someone who's not going to um, tell you how to change it right away or give you advice on, here's how you cannot feel this way. Someone safe would listen and just let you get this all out of your head. Yeah, just vent. Just yes. Spill. Yeah, totally. Um, or even, you know, if you're alone, just talking out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so like do sort of like a thought download on paper, like get it out of your brain. This is all the things I'm feeling. This is all the things I'm thinking. These are the thoughts I'm having. Like when you can't get a hold of your partner and now you're having the thoughts. 
So that circumstance of not being able to get a hold of your partner, that triggers all these thoughts that you can't necessarily control, but you can observe them. So something that might pop up is, well, they must not be at work. They must have left work and now they're at a bar or like they went out with their friends or they probably didn't even go to work today or they lied to me or they're cheating on me right now or like all of these thoughts are coming through and the thoughts are what are creating the feelings of anxiety, worry, fear, all of these things. And so just noticing that chain reaction, write it all down, write all the thoughts you're thinking and all the feelings you're having And you'll find that the more curious you are about your feelings, so like the next step would be like, okay, where am I feeling this anxiety in my body right now? It's in my chest and it feels really tight. And if I had to say if it were like fast or slow, it'd be like really fast. And it's like this electric pulse of anxiety going through my whole body, pins and needles in my fingers. Um, it feel it, if it were a color, it would be red. So observing how literally how your body feels when you're feeling this thing and be curious and describe it. And what you'll notice, the more you practice this is just by focusing on it and being curious about it, it will pass or it will lessen. So that's um understanding that your feelings are not facts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's um literally the worst that can happen is feeling the feeling. Yeah. It's not gonna kill you. So yes. it might feel like it. Yep, it <laughs> will feel like it. Your brain will tell you <laughs> you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. This feeling is awful. But that's not true. And if you sit with it and learn how to accept it, like not fighting it being here, not thinking I shouldn't be feeling this or I shouldn't be thinking this. You know, it's okay to be feeling this right now. This is what's happening. This is what it feels like. This is what it looks like. Writing this all down. This is how you process your emotions, being curious about it and allowing it to like flow through. It's like, you know, a wave, it'll come. And then if you let it, it will go. I like it. And you have to be willing to feel it. If you are unwilling, it will fester in your body, right? And Mm -hmm. um, for a lot of people, they get the concept of like creating actual disease in your body from holding in these emotions. Like, carrying anger around with you for 20 years and now you have this um autoimmune thing that's like breakouts all over and it's just like your body has to get out this energy somehow you know right so it's a whole thing and when you're not doing like self-care and self-development like for me you know when i'm not like practicing the things that i should and just say, you know, I'm at work and Johnny says hello and I got all this fear and anxiety in me. And I'm like, fuck you, Johnny. <laughs> like, Johnny just said hi. Like, oh, just, because, Johnny, like, you know, 
Exactly. So, and like Johnny doesn't deserve that. So like we said, you know, meditation, Mm -hmm. um, writing stuff down, like is writing stuff down, like part of your morning habits or nightly habits? Like, do you have any like morning habits for your success? Um, I don't probably, um, telling myself and the universe what I'm grateful for. I do that a lot. I don't know if it's every morning, but a lot when I wake up and I'm just lying in my bed, I'm like, I'm so grateful for this bed. (laughs) I'm so grateful for this roof over my head. I'm grateful that I have a job to go to that provides me with this beautiful home. I'm grateful for my friendships and like just, you know, when you have that gratitude, it's like telling the universe, okay, we'll give you more of this. You know, it's like what you focus on, what your attention is on is what grows in your life, right? So if you're always focusing on negative feelings, that's, you're going to get more of that. If you're focusing on, I found this to be true for myself. When I focus on things that I'm grateful for and the beautiful things in my life, um, I get more of that. So that's definitely, and music, uplifting music. Yes. Like I used to listen to like not uplifting music and like, I don't know what happened. It was like right when I turned 25. So like the last six months, um, something switched and I'm like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And like realizing that and the different types of music that I'm listening to, my attitude is completely different. My serenity level is on a different level. And now I listen to like uplifting music in the morning. I have my headphones on, I'm cooking breakfast, I'm going. If I listen to like thug gangster rap, I go into work pissed off and like (laughs) Johnny comes around the corner and <laughs> Poor Johnny. But that's yeah. a good point that, you know, your um, actions toward him have nothing to do with him. And that's another thing a lot of my clients have trouble with, like thinking that their partner's behavior is somehow their fault. Mm-hmm. And like understanding that you can't make anyone do anything or make them feel any certain way. Like the only thing that creates our feelings are our own thoughts about something. And so that's been a really important lesson for me to learn as well. Yeah. So working with your clients, what does that do for you? Oh my God. It's so like, well, it's so gratifying to be able to help someone through a situation that I myself have been in the same position. It's like, it's like coaching myself as like the past me. (laughs) Um, It's been really amazing. And it's just like all of the things I've learned, all of the experiences I've had and the tools that I've learned and knowing that other people can benefit from learning those same things is just, I mean, that's why, that's why I do it. Yeah. Fantastic. That's awesome. 
I like it. You know, uh, one of my mentors in the UK, uh, I was talking to her a couple months ago and like telling her like where I want to go and what I want to do. Like personal train, help people in recovery. And she's like, well, your ideal client is due five years ago. And I'm like, well, five years ago. <laughs> exactly. I was getting out of treatment for heroin addiction and like trying to learn how to work out and like cook a meal. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there you go. I'm like, what? Yeah. And like realizing like there's other people like that. Like when I first got sober, I had no idea how to do anything. I had no idea, like barely shower. So like, why not like coach somebody through the process that's been there? And the gifts that you get that are like unbelievable and just helping somebody having that accountability and knowing that there's somebody else out there like you. So you're not alone in this battle. Um, nice. So what do you do like in your free time? Like what are your hobbies? Oh man. Um, well, I feel like I, maybe I do have a lot of free time. Um, but I do like, I'm pretty crafty. Um, I don't know if you can see behind me. I paint. That's a new hobby. Oh, you me. painted those? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Um, I do a lot actually, of like, those are really neat. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, I do a lot of quote unquote grandma hobbies like sewing and embroidery and knitting and stuff like that. Um, and I try to spend time out in nature. So hiking and just hammocking, reading. Really, my main pastime is just learning, really. I mean, I'm listening to a podcast or I'm reading a book or I'm at a smart meeting or um, coaching or being coached. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's all. That's been my like if if I had one passion in life, it's learning. I love it. So, what type of podcast do you listen to? Like, who? What's your favorite podcast? My favorite podcast right now is called "Unfuck Your Brain" <laughs> by Carl Lowenthal. She's amazing. Um, we went through the same life coach school, so um, yeah, it's she's awesome. Um. There's another podcast that I listened to, which actually I heard about the woman who I eventually hired as my life coach, um, Codependent No More, Codependency No More. Look either one of those up. Um, but that's, that's a good these, I'm going to look up right after we're done. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Kara's is the best. And then, cool. um, yeah. Okay. That right on i like that so like what what kind of books do you read i read one? mostly nonfiction. every now and then i'll try a novel or something i actually want to read city of girls by elizabeth gilbert soon um but i'm i'm sitting next to my bookshelf right now and i've got um the balm which is be a loving mirror that's written by um my coach that I hired um, is about um, uh, supporting family and friends of those who suffer with addiction. That's really good. Um, 
There's Boundaries by Cloud and Townsend. There's something by Tony Robbins. <laughs> um, fuck Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Law of Attraction in Action. It's a lot of... I have some books about astrology. Um, yeah. All over the place. All over, yeah. Yeah, once you stop but, learning, you're dying. Exactly. So, and I have a bunch of books about, you know, addiction and... Um, and also from the point of view of the partner um, and then a lot of books about relationships and just general personal development. Yeah, personal yeah. development books. Yeah, love it. <laughs> no, like, I'm... I have a self-help library, basically. Awesome. And like, that's okay. Like, <laughs> I was always ashamed of like going to the library, but now we have the internet, so we don't have to go to the library. Right looking like self-development, self-help, like even going to a therapist, like I knew that I should, but fuck no, I ain't going. <laughs> fuck no, and I'm so glad that I did. And now like, you know, your purpose comes through your pain and like now, like my podcast and my business, it's all working together and like, I love it. Like throwing out a post, being super vulnerable and just sharing it. Yeah. Like, if I'm having a shitty day, I share it. If I'm having a great day, I share it. If, like something, whatever. Just like being open and honest. Like all of my defects or you know my flaws or whatever, like are now like my like strong points in my life, mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, and like I was super ashamed of that shit. But the more that you open up and talk about it, like people like messaging me. DMs like, oh my gosh, like so inspiring, blah blah. And I'm like, I just We're want to inspire struggling. one. Exactly. We're all struggling with the same things. We just don't want to talk about it. Exactly. And that's the stuff I want to talk about. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm in this business. <laughs> Let's talk <Yeah>. about it. <laughs> and yeah. you know, you help others by first helping yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true for everyone. And that's really what I want to teach my clients is most of my clients are compulsive helpers and we are always focused on our partner and they have the problem. How can I help them fix their problem? But you know, if you look at any of the inspirational people today, they're spreading messages of hope about something that they're passionate about because they went through an experience and made it their mission to solve this problem for themselves. Yeah. And then they did, and now they're able to help other people. So mm-hmm. how that relates to a couple is if you want to help your partner, first help yourself. And realize that you have a lot of your own work to do. <laughs> and, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. So... Right. You have to get that foundation to build up. Yes. Or everything's going to fall apart. And like for me, myself, I always want to throw my cape and go save somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, like setting boundaries and realizing, wait, take care of stuff at home and then maybe go help that other person. Because it feels more productive and right? more heroic to focus on someone else's problems. Right. But, um, yeah. Fuck, my house is on fire, but I'm going to go help Susan fucking mow the lawn or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, make, 
in the moment it seemed right. But if you go tell someone else that, it, they're probably like, what the fuck are you doing? And how do you feel when other people try and help you with your problems, right? I don't like it. No, I don't either. When people tell me what to do, I'm like, um, no thanks. Why don't you just focus on yourself? I got this. Even if I don't. (laughs) Yeah, because we're all on our own journey, you know? And it's like, you can't force anyone to like speed up and fast forward through their their own path of learning and self-discovery it's like you have to come to it from a place of willingness and openness from your from within like right it's not gonna happen when someone's nagging you to do it yeah yeah if somebody's nagging me i just like either want to block them don't even (laughs) talk to them whatever i got this super resentful towards them. Um, but you know, on, uh, on relationships, like where do you think in your own opinion is like the cutoff point to break up with somebody that is an active alcoholic or a drug addict? Where's the breaking point? That is like the golden question, right? The million dollar question. <laughs> so here's what it comes down to. That obviously it's not the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is when you are in tune with your own thought process and your own emotions, and you accept that your partner is an adult and they're allowed to do and say whatever they want, there may be consequences to them doing and saying whatever they want, you know, they can go steal from a store to buy drugs. They can do that if they want. There may be consequences of getting arrested. But, you know, as humans, we have our own choices to make and we're allowed to make them. And we have no control over other people. So it's like coming to accept that your partner is their own being and they're allowed to make the choices they want. And then you can also make whatever choice you want. Do you want to be there or do you want to make another choice? And that can be a very long process for people. And there is no right or wrong here. It's not like they could, they could cheat on you multiple times and you won't be ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Like you have to like your reasons for doing whatever you're doing. So if you're leaving because you think you should leave someone who cheated on you, then like that's not going to align with what you're feeling internally. But if you can come to a place of like acceptance, okay, they made that choice. That's something they're allowed to do. And if I want to stay I just have to be aware of like, this is a choice I'm making. How does that make me feel? So it, it's like a practice of first accepting that you can't control other people's behavior and they're allowed to do whatever they want to do. And then learning how to manage your own mind. Like, do I like these thoughts that I'm having? Do I like the feelings that they create? 
do I like the actions that I take when I'm feeling that way? Um, and that's how you like come to a decision like that. Um, Which, yeah, it's tough. And easy. like you can, you can learn lessons. I believe our partners are our greatest teacher. So okay. there's always something to be learned from the experience that you're going through. So also it's being curious, like, what am I learning here? Am I learning that it really doesn't feel good for me to be in a situation like this, even though I love this person so much, I would die for them. The choices that they're making, the behaviors that they're doing, that makes me feel awful. Do I like being in this situation? Or maybe could it be possible that I could be open to something different and maybe choosing a partner that makes different choices that doesn't, you know, trigger these thoughts and feelings that make me feel so awful. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a process. It is, you know, I, uh, I like to date people who, you know, treat me like shit. I cry all the time, you know, like cheat, whatever, name it, probably done it, been there. Um, and like, you know, I have my own personal struggles, you know, I'm not perfect by any means. I'm not saying that I'm better than my partners. Um, you know, I, I've been sexually abused, I have business failed, I suffer with anxiety, depression, drug and alcohol addiction, codependency. Um, and, you know, like I said, I've had failed businesses and trying to learn the process and like how not to do that again. And like, what are my core values to be successful? So yeah. in the process of you starting your coaching business, like what could you tell somebody who's trying to start off? Like, How would you, just three tips on how they could start. Start a business? Start, your, start like a coaching business. A coaching business. First of all, like self-development, self-development, self-development. <laughs> Um, read all the things, listen to all the podcasts, um, just really, yeah, work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Self-awareness, um, is huge because yeah. as coaches, um, we are in the position of when we are coaching someone, we have to hold the space of non-judgment like all of our opinions are irrelevant in that moment like as coaches we don't give advice because i don't know what's best for you only you know what's best for you so it's my job to reflect back to you your own wisdom like how what questions can i ask you to get you thinking like so that you can see your thoughts from a different perspective and like get to know yourself and reveal like your own inner wisdom. So we are just like guides. And if we have um, judgments about that person or their situation, or we think we know what they should do, um, it's not helpful. Yeah. Giving advice really isn't helpful. It's um, helping people go through their own journey on their own terms and coming to an understanding on their own way because you know 
I was in the relationship for a year and a half off and on. And if like there were times where if someone told me I should leave, I would have been like, no, I'm not ready. (laughs) I know that this, like looking at the facts, this and this and this, probably not a good situation, but I love this person and I am not ready to give up on them or walk away or, you know, other issues like codependent tendencies and all that keeping me there. But like, I had to go through my own process of getting a coach and like learning to observe all of this from a completely different perspective to come to my own conclusion of what to do. And, you know, for me, that took a year and a half. For some people, it can take, in my prior relationship, it took me 10 years. <laughs> in that relationship, there was no um, substance abuse, but there was a lot of emotional manipulation that I didn't even recognize for a decade, which is insane. But, like, um, back to the original question <laughs> of coaching, it's like um, a lot of personal development and seek out the best, like, education you can in life coaching and find some like a school that doesn't focus on how to give good advice, but how to lead people with their own wisdom, how to allow them their own journey and just be there to support them along the way. What are three mistakes that you learn from doing your business? Um, Inaction will kill you every time. (laughs) It's not about being perfect. It's not about being the most experienced. It's not about having the most accolades. It's, you know, being authentic and confident in yourself. But a lot of, there's a lot of like, you know, perfection paralysis. So if you don't do anything, then you're not going to have anything right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you just got to get over that whole like, oh, but my website's got to be perfect. And like, I can't launch this course until like everything is exactly how I want it. And um, oh, I could have done that so much better. It's like, it's better to put it out there and start like this book I'm looking at, The Law of Attraction in Action. Like, it's not enough to just hope and wish for things to work out well and like focus on it. Like you actually have to do something. Um, And so there have been times where I'm just like overwhelmed with all the stuff I have to do. And I would rather just sit in bed or like paint (laughs) or do anything else. But if I do that, then I'm not going to have a business. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) So just do stuff. If your work just sits on your desk and you don't do anything, then what are you going to do? It's like going to the gym. If you don't work out, you're not going to get the results. If you don't eat healthy, you're not going to get the results. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that. Uh, So what's your message to the world? Take responsibility for your own happiness and your own suffering. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So... 
you know, if people uh, who are listening, they want to find you, where can they find you at? You can find me on um, Instagram at Carolyn Ivers. That's K-A-R-I-L-Y-N-I-V-E-R-S. And you can also find me, um, my website at carolynivers.com. Perfect. Awesome. Right on. Well, Carolyn, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I learned a lot just talking to you right now and uh, realized some things too that I need to work on. And I want, you know, to recognize what you're doing. I think that's really cool. Um, And I, I know that there's people out there that can benefit from what you're doing and vice versa. I think that's, that's really cool. So keep doing it. Um, and, you know, thank you for your time. Thanks for the conversation. This is my favorite topic. So I could talk awesome. about this forever. <laughs> cool. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. What's up, guys? Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed that episode because I know I did. Um, so I hope you guys, you know, realize after listening to this episode that you don't have to live in those situations. You don't have to date somebody just to have love. Like, you don't need that counterfeit love. So, and you know, if you're in that situation that Carolyn talks about, reach out for help. Seriously, just just do it, guys. Um, so, if you want to reach out for help or just follow her on Instagram, her name is Carolyn Ivers. That's K-A-R-I-L-Y-N-I-V-E-R-S. Carolyn Ivers on Instagram. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow me on instagram at robert delude that's r-o-b-e-r-t underscore d-e-l-u-d-e take a screenshot tag both of us in it let us know that you're listening and you guys have a great day